2: I had a fascinating conversation with Cameron Hughes a a few weeks ago. He literally travels the world looking for good wine, for great wines, particularly from boutique wineries, wineries that you may not know of, never heard of. And, you know, these wineries, they'll produce typically some extra wine every year. They do that because on the front end they commit to, you know, they they get purchasers who commit to a certain number of cases. And in order to know that they're definitely going to be able to make, say, 500 cases of wine this year, they do production for 600 cases. And just in case something goes bad, because inevitably something does. But very often they end up with an extra 100 cases of wine. And, you know, the the channels for distributing it are already locked up, they've already made their deal for the year. So Cameron Hughes comes along and says, I'll take that extra wine and I'm going to package it. I'm, actually, the wineries will bottle it in in uh, bottles that have the Cameron Hughes label on them with a lot number. So. You're not, you're, so what Cameron Hughes can do then is sell the wine to you at a dramatically lower price than these real high-end, beautiful, extraordinary boutique wineries are selling some of the world's best wines at. He can sell it to you at a much lower price because he's not degrading their brand, essentially, by discount. Because uh, these are wineries that would never, never imagine discounting their wines. They're so good, they're so in demand. And Cameron Hughes has picked this stuff up, and so you buy it with a lot number, like Lot 633, this great Riesling or what Louise and I had last night, it was Lot 614. It was a Cabernet Sauvignon from Napa Valley, a 2015 wine. And boy, has it aged well. It, is, it was so good. It was so deep and oaky and, and cherry and chocolate, and just the flavors were extraordinary. And the prices are spectacular. So check it out, CHWINE, as in Cameron Hughes Wine, chwine.com slash Tom, T-H-O-M. Or you can text the word WINE to five eleven five eleven, and you'll get free shipping with your minimum three bottle order. So uh, text the word wine, W-I-N-E, that's what's associated with our program, our podcast here. Text the word wine, W-I-N-E, to 511-511 and you'll get free shipping with a minimum three bottle order. Exceptional value, extraordinary wine, Cameron Hughes wine, com slash Tom.
3: This is the Tom Hartman Program.
2: Greetings, my friends, patriots, lovers of democracy, truth and justice, believers in peace, freedom, and the American way. Wow. The con man in the White House is, you know, trying to con us at so many different levels. We'll go through a few of them today. But while he's doing that, there are con men out there who are also trying to con us, like, in ways that are just clear transparent cons that don't require being president to run a con or being the billionaire or a pretend billionaire uh, real estate mogul to run a con job. It's really pretty amazing what's going on. And uh, and it's anything goes Friday. So, you know, I'll be picking up your calls in a few minutes. But uh, I just have to tell you about this. This is hysterical. I got an email yesterday. In fact, it came in while I was on the air. And uh, the subject line was a password that I had commonly used maybe four or five years ago. And uh, you know, <laughs> as, as all this stuff has go- been going on, I've been obviously changing the, the passwords that I used. But but this was an old password that, that I recognized because I used it a lot. And a uh, dash my name. That was a subject field. I was like, well, that's interesting. And uh, the email says, You know, blank is one of your passwords, and I will now cut to the chase. You do not know anything about me, whereas I know you very well, and you are most likely thinking, why are you getting this email correct? I place malware on adult sites, videos, sex sites, and you know what? You visited this porn site to have fun, if you know what I mean. And when you got busy enjoying these videos, your browser started working as an RDP, Remote Desktop Protocol, with a backdoor which provided me accessibility to your system and also your webcam controls. Immediately after, the, immediately after that, the software program obtained all your contacts from your Messenger, Facebook, and email. Exactly what I have done? Or have I done? It's simply your bad luck that I'm aware of your misadventures. Later, I give in more days than I probably should have investigating. See, clearly an English speaker did not write this, right? This is a Nigerian scam. I mean, this is just the classic Nigerian scam. Uh, that I probably should have investigated in your life and generating a double-screen videotape. First part plays the video you have been viewing, and second half shows the capture from your web camera. It's you doing naughty things. Honestly, I want to forget exactly about you and let you get on with your life, and I'm about to provide you two options that can make it happen. The two option is two. Option is to Either ignore this email, bad for you and your family, or pay me $1,100 to end this matter for life. What should you do? Let's explore those two options in more detail. Alternative one is to ignore my message. Let me tell you what will happen if you choose this option. I will no doubt send out your video recording to all your contacts, including family members, colleagues, and many others. It will not protect you from the humiliation your family will need to feel when family and friends find out about your dirty video from me. Wise option is to send me $1,100. We will name it my confidentiality fee. Let's discuss what happens if you pick this choice. Your little secret will remain our secret. I'll keep my mouth silent. After you pay, I will let you move on with your daily life and family as though none of this ever occurred. We'll make the transfer by bitcoins. If you don't know how to do this, simply search how to buy bitcoins in Google search. And then he puts in his bitcoin address and says it's case case sensitive. Important, you have one day to make the payment. I have a special pixel within this email, and now I know that you have read this message. You must not tell nobody <laughs> what you would be using the Bitcoin for, or they possibly will not give it to you. The task is to acquire Bitcoin can take a short time, so do not delay. If I do not get the Bitcoins, I will certainly send your video to all your, you know, and it goes on like that, right? So I, I forwarded this to Louise going, what? And <laughs> She takes a paragraph out of it and plugs it into, into Google. And what popped up was this email from uh, The Mirror, the British newspaper, from like two weeks ago. It's by Jeff Parsons. Phishing scams are something every internet user has to be aware of, uh, but a current scam doing the rounds attempts to blackmail unsuspecting victims by claiming to already have their password and to have used it to install spying malware on their computer. And then... Well, and then they quote from one of, the, one of the scam emails. Well, I actually placed a malware on a port site. guess what? You visited this website to have fun. You know what I mean. In other words, it's, it's word for word from the one I got, right? And it's a scam. What's, what's happened is that, that uh, at some point, one of the sites that I had, and I'm, I, it might have been, uh, you know, Macy's got a giant hack. I'm trying to think of where I might have used this password five, six, seven years ago. There was another company... And I'm forgetting which company it is that, that in 2018 acknowledged that in 2014 they got hacked. And all the hackers got was emails and passwords. But that's all they need, right? They sent, they, so they send, you know, they send you to your email a copy of your password. And you go, oh, my God, oh, my God. And, and then they make all these wild claims. Similarly, Sean, I mean, this is happening. There's all kinds of this stuff going on. Sean got this phone call. Uh, you know, and this, by the way, there was just a, a big arrest uh, two days ago on this IRS scam, and, and I'm guessing this is the same group. Sean got this phone call. Check this thing out.
0: We have been trying to reach you. This call is officially a final notice from IRS Internal Revenue Service. The reason of this call is to inform you that the IRS is filing lawsuit against you. To get more information about this case file, please call immediately on our department number nine seven two.
2: Seven. I'm not going to run the whole number out there. Just I don't, you know, I don't want somebody to call it by accident. It's no doubt one that scammers are getting. But then it continues. Two
0: nine nine eight. Thank you. Ext you wish spoken here.
2: Okay, so that's the end of the. That's the end of the. Uh, so, so Sean's getting that right, and and it's not the only one, right? You get several of these calls, yeah. And uh, saying you know you owe money. Uh, another friend of ours got, uh, scammed by hooking up on a dating site with somebody who then, you know, oh, I, you know, I need to go here and I need to go there and I'm sorry, we can't get together. And then suddenly I'm in Oman and I need uh, money for, to get some of my cargo out of, out of, uh, uh, storage so that I can then send you even more money. So send me a thousand dollars, please. Right. And, and there's just like all these scams going on. It's mind boggling. So, you know, Apparently, it's the perfect time for you. you got a scammer in chief in the White House, but I'm just curious if you have uh, received any and you want to add to our list here. Uh, Louise found a list of email scams over on Wikipedia. There's the, uh, the Primitiva Lottery International Promotion scam, where they say you've won a lottery. There's the FBI email. The FBI Anti Terrorist and Monetary Crimes Division is looking into your involvement in a crime. Give us your bank account number so that we can make sure everything's okay. Uh, there's the hitman scam where they say that uh, a hitman has been hired by a close friend to kill you. I'm the hitman. Would you rather pay me uh, more than your friend? Uh, the online dating scam. Uh, this usually starts at an online dating scam. This one, this one unlike the one I just shared with you, uh, then it moves into an email chat room or social media site and they talk people into sending them naked pictures And then they actually post them on websites and ask for money to take them down. Uh, Maybe a very obscure website that only you and the poster are aware of, but oh my God, there's my picture on the website. And then uh, they add there have been no reports that indicate that the records are actually removed once the payment has been made. Uh, The romance scam, that's what I told you about. Job scams, people seeking a job post a resume on an internet job site. The victim is invited to click on a link to apply for the job. Uh, provides a high salary. It's uh, customized to look like what was in their resume. If they click the apply for the job link, they're taken to an application form that asks for the normal information, plus your social security number, your date of birth, the name of your bank account, and uh, your name of your bank and your account number so that we can deposit your paycheck, direct deposit, etc. And then with that information, uh, they empty your bank account. So um, all this stuff going on, and and then you know in the midst of this, of course, the the giant con job that's going on in the White House. So fascinating stuff, you know. It's it's. It, it, I mean, there's there's like four of us here, right, in this studio right now. There's me. There's Sean, you know, running the audio board and producing the show. There's Nate running the video board and producing the show. There's there's Sheer in there answering the phone. Um, we've got you know uh, Nigel and Sue in the UK, and and uh, uh, Louise is. Is uh, at home right now working on the show. And, but there's a bunch of us who uh, work on the show. But, but of the four of us in this room, two of us have, have been the recipients of these scams in the three of us? Oh, Shira, sure, two? Sure. Oh, she got the IRS scam. So three of, uh, three of the four of us in the last two months have gotten these scams. So uh, I just find this fascinating. So I, I wanted to put that out. And it's nice to sometimes take a, a little bit of a breather from Donald Trump. Um, and, uh, you know, see what you've got. But like I said, it's Anything Goes Friday, and so whatever you'd like to talk about is just fine with me. Stephen in uh, Aramont, New York. Hey, Stephen, what's on your mind? Thanks for listening to SiriusXM.
4: Hi, Tom. Uh, you know, I, was, I, I would have preferred to have talked about the, uh, the Nancy DeVos uh, vandalism of the boat and her relationship to Eric Prince and how... Bad oh, but that's
2: not an issue, Stephen. She has nine more mega yachts. That was only but, one uh, yeah, of her yeah, $40 million read, well, yachts.
4: Back to the IRS <laughs> scam thing, Yeah, you know, I got a couple of these calls, and I actually took the call mm-hmm. because I know the protocol of contact, of IRS contact. Right, the IRS never calls I, you. They me... always
2: send you a letter. They never call you. Uh, if you get it was, a... it was, it was
4: unbelievable, and the guy, he identified himself as Alex Smith in a very, very thick accent which I would say was either, you know, like Indian or Pakistan. It was a, huh. and, I, and, I, and, and I was, so then I hung up, and I called back, and I broke into my accent as a guy named Rajiv. I have a character that I do. Uh-huh. And then Rajiv, um, Mr. A. Smith, how may I help you? And the guy started to laugh, and I, and I, and I said to him, the reason you're laughing is because you're a scam artist and he just started to curse at me and then he hung up the phone yeah. that's how it went.
2: what a great story that's like uh, when we lived in vermont there was a storyteller i, I and and I mean, he
4: no offense to people from that part of the world but you know these that guy well this
2: this this thing in the new york times a couple days ago about busting up the irs sting said that they arrested seven or eight or nine people here in the united states who were running it but they were running it through boiler rooms in india and the boiler rooms in India would do the initial work, and then once they had a fish on the hook, they would pass it back to somebody in the United States who was an American with an American accent and an American phone number uh, that they could spoof as an IRS number, and they would do that. But there was also there this... this yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Thanks a lot, Stephen, for sharing that story. There was this guy in Vermont who, who was telling us, uh, that he was a storyteller in Vermont, uh, how he and his wife had a competition whenever the, a scammer would call them, or a telemarketer, for that matter, would call them, they had a competition between the two of them, the husband and wife, to see who could keep the telemarketer on the line the longest, right? The telemarketer would say, well, Mr. Johnson, how are you today? And he'd go, well, I don't know, my back is kind of hurting and my leg, I, my, you know, and how long can you drag it out, right? Before they realize that they're being played with and they hang up on you. I, I'd rather just block the calls. <laughs> but anyhow, we'll be back. And welcome back. Oh, let's see here. Don, watching Free Speech TV in Winsboro, South Carolina. Hey, Don, what's on your mind?
5: Hey, Tom, good to talk to you again. Uh, I've just been hearing uh, uh, some stuff on corporate media talking, head uh, TV the last week or two. Mm-hmm. And they keep emphasizing that uh, two representatives that I really don't care for. They're uh, Ryan, Speaker Ryan, right. and there's one from South Carolina. I can't think of it. Trey name. Gowdy. He's a little, pardon me?
6: Trey
2: Gowdy.
5: No, it's the one who was grilling the FBI agent so bad with his bad haircut and everything. Oh yeah. Uh, I yeah. From I, South Carolina. Yeah. I okay. just can't think of his name. But anyhow, they're they're giving out a spiel that these representatives aren't running for office again so what they're saying and what they're talking about is the truth in the way they feel. I believe that's not true in any way. I think they have bigger jobs lined up for them if they don't keep the lockstep with the conservatives and republicans it could be harmful to their future employment which instead of making two or three hundred thousand a year with their congress congressional jobs they're going to be making millions out in the public yep and i agree the talking heads keep saying they're 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 actually telling the truth now because they they have nothing to lose and to me that's not true in any way and and yeah now, these, these guys have dealing. jobs
2: lined up as lobbyists for, you know, maybe a big defense contractor, maybe a big bank. And so, yeah, they may take a shot at Trump or they may take a shot at, at, at whatever. But they're going to do it in a way that is not going to harm their, their employment prospects. They're not going to take a shot at the banks if that's what they're going to go for. Or they're not going to take a shot at the petro-billionaires if that's who they're going to go work for. I mean, you want to know who each of these, these people are going to go work for, and I agree with you. I think they all have the jobs lined up in advance. You want to know who they're going to go work for, whether it's Jeff Flake or Bob Corker or Paul Ryan or whoever. Just look at who they're not criticizing. And, you know, yeah. it would take a, a bit of analysis, but, uh, you know, it's it, just because they suddenly tell the truth about something does, certainly doesn't mean right. that, that they have become radical truth tellers and, and, and never will. Don, thanks for the call. I, I, very well said. Cliff in Canyon Country, California. Hey, Cliff, what's on your mind? Cliff, watching us on Free Speech TV in Canyon Country, California. No cliff. Usually, cliff's right there. Um, you know, we're down to. Well, we got a minute left. Um, JP on YouTube. Hey, JP, you got a minute? And I, you got about a minute. What's up? Hey, Tom, how's it going? Good. Very good. Um, so I, I got called a few months ago,
7: and it was. It sent me into a frenzy because I had just. Uh, you know literally just closed or was about to close i believe um, on a on a house um I just turned thirty one so I was very excited about not renting anymore and having all you know all so you got the i
2: r s scam renters. call
7: oh, i I don't think it was an i r s scam i had uh, i had had a Wachovia account way back before Wells Fargo bought them, and I had switched over to Chase and had a barely, barely, barely red account at Wachovia. I mean, it was all like right. four cents in the red. But these people called me and said that I owed hundreds of dollars, and that I had already made a payment. And if I didn't make another payment soon, that uh, oh, you know, within like, a few days, they were going to hit me, you know, with court fees and all kinds of stuff. And I had yeah. to do my research and I called them back and. Uh, you know,
2: they were able to get out from under it. So yeah. Yeah. Well, when anybody, when any anybody says, "Give me money over the phone right now," look out. Paul, thanks for the. Uh, excuse me, JP, thanks for the call. It's good to hear from you. We'll be right back. I've been using the Muse EEG neurofeedback headband. I'm not sure that's exactly what they call it, but the website is choose muse, M-U-S-E dot com. It's a little headband you put on, um, just sets over your ears, sort of like a pair of glasses, only it goes across the forehead. And it actually reads your brain waves, your EEG, and feeds it back to you through a free app on your, on your smartphone into your earphones, into your, into your ears, as the sounds of weather. And as your brain gets more agitated, the weather gets louder. And as your brain gets calmer and more peaceful and more meditative... The weather gets softer and the waves get softer and you start hearing little birds when you're having really cool brainwave activity that's associated with the way that good meditators do it it's a meditation instruction tool and meditation is such an incredible thing it, it you know helps concentration focus lowers blood pressure i've been using this for about four or five months now and i have noticed in my daily writing because I've, I've got a 10 book contract right now and i'm writing so much every single day I used to, I used to sit down to write and say, okay, I'm going to write for an hour. And half of that hour was spent with distractions. I'd think of this and think of that. Oh, I need to check my email. Oh, I got to do that, And, and I would constantly distract myself and then eventually come back to it. Since I've started using the Muse, now when these distractions pop up, just like they do in my meditation, I've learned how to, just like in my meditation, say, oh, that's a distraction. I'll let go of that. I'll come back to that later. I'm going to get back to writing. And now... Instead of getting 30 minutes worth of work done in an hour of sitting and writing, I'm getting 50 or 60 minutes of work done in an hour of sitting and writing. It's really extraordinary. You can learn all about it at ChooseMuse, M-U-S-E, Muse ChooseMuse.com. And if you order using the code TOM, T-H-O-M, you get $30 off. So check it out. It's great. ChooseMuse.com. back Tom Harbin with you and uh, let's see here Erwin in Missoula Montana hey Erwin what's on your mind today
8: uh, yes Tom how are you today
2: I am great but I'll get better Erwin how about you
8: well quickly I've been through the scam business I normally don't answer my phone mm-hmm. and some actually leave messages now and I trace the number uh, called the local police in New Jersey, and they told me to call the local police here, and I called the local police here, and they said they won't do anything because uh, it's it's worth it's not worth their time. So, yeah. if uh, I've gone through that, but what I want to talk to d- today about is quite a while back there was uh, there's reports of the ICE uh, giving giving children antipsychotic medicines and specifically Geodon. Right. Uh, was one of them, and no one really knew about Giadon. Well, I was, uh, I was on Giadon for 15 years. Uh, I was misdiagnosed, and uh, there's a, a condition called tardive car- dyskinesia that, that you get from antipsychotics.
2: I'm very familiar and, with it. Uh, we had several and, of the kids that we had taken in from the state mental hospital had been on things like Thorazine for years, and they had tardive dyskinesia, they, these involuntary twitches.
8: Yes, I, I developed them eventually with Geodon. It's supposed to be one of the safer ones, but it it really it really messed up my system. Uh, and uh, just looking at at today at at what's recommended, uh, Geodon is not recommended for children. Yeah. So uh, by the FDA. Um, so I guess I just wanted to say that. Uh, I don't know if, if this is still going on, but I, I just hope it isn't. That's all I can yeah, say. Yeah, it is, as far as I can tell.
2: And, uh, you know, on top of that, I mean, this is just how brutal it gets. There was one mother who was telling the story. Uh, here it is right here. This is uh, from thehill.com. Uh, the, the, the uh, immigration officials told this little eight-year-old girl who was separated from her mother that her mother had abandoned her. And they told her this for week after week after week uh, over the last three months while her mother was separated from her to the point that the eight-year-old came to believe it and the, her mother had abandoned her and was never coming back. And when they finally reunited them yesterday, the little girl refused to talk to her mother. Yeah. She's like, you abandoned me. You're dead to me. So... And so, yeah. the, I mean, this is, this is the brutality of this system. And apparently there are people within the system who are just, you know, gleefully inflicting more violence and, and brutality on these children. This is, well, this is Trump country. Uh, you know, it's, it's terrible. Erwin, thanks for the call. We'll be back.
3: You're listening to the Tom Hartman Program. Call 202-808-9925. It's Anything Goes Friday, and we're having fun. We'll be back with more of your calls right after this.
2: Welcome back. Speaking of scams, right, uh, Sung Lee is tweeting. In fact, I'm going to follow Sung Lee right now. Uh, Tweeting, strong 4.1% growth under Trump in the second quarter would rank as the fifth strongest quarter of the Obama presidency. Yep. Uh, We are 4.1% right now. In the fourth quarter of 2009, we were 4.5% during the Obama presidency. In the fourth quarter of 2011, we were 4.7% during the Obama presidency. In the third quarter of 2014, we were 4.9% during the Obama presidency. And in the second quarter of 2014, we were 5.1%. Trump only gets 4.1%. But he went on TV this morning and told us all that it was the best in decades. He lied. He lied. That's uh, pathetic, but, you know, hey, that's our president. I mean, you know, what can you say? Looking at my Twitter feed, uh, Paula says, I got the IRS scam as well. Neen says, I got an IRS call. I spoke to someone and, and uh, told him I thought it was a scam. He got irate. <laughs> um, here's another one. Melissa says, I've been getting scammed with a voicemail saying uh, several warrants out for you, uh, you know, et cetera. Uh, this is just one another person, uh, Sandy says, uh, just wanted to mention to not answer and definitely not call back that IRS scam number as they will keep calling then. And, uh, Japan says, uh, the mirror is one of the few case few left wing national dailies. That was where the story was about the scams. Just FYI. Uh, Rocco Rizzo says, uh, here's a scam for you. A person from Microsoft support called me today and told me there was a virus on my computer that's coming from the internet. I asked what the IP address was. He said it was 372185, which, of course, if you know what an IP address says, that's not the way that they're presented, and it's the wrong number of digits. He says, I laughed, told him he was a fraud, and hung up. Uh, Then another person says they got something like this on Facebook Messenger, and then CM Morgan says the IRS lady has been calling us, too, yesterday. I guess they're still around. So very strange stuff. Anyhow, it's Anything Goes Friday. So uh, picking up your calls, RJ in San Jose, California. Hey, RJ, what's up?
9: Hey, Tom. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, Just really quick, I I got the IRS scam, and I have a law office, so I kept calling them back and asking them for their names and addresses and uh, uh, phone numbers and information, so they stopped calling me after that. Oh, that's interesting. The second thing is, yeah, you just take them at their word and say, oh, yeah, please give me your, you know, who am I speaking with, and uh, please give me your phone number and address and information. Right. They'll they'll stop calling right away, especially if you're a a lawyer. Um, Yeah. The... uh, uh, but I have a land yap for you since it's Anything Goes Friday. I, I was watching a Facebook uh, uh, blog or I guess you know a conversation going on with lots smarter people than me, and they were talking about uh, you know what the president's power is to do prospective pardons. Right. And they you know they mentioned Andrew Johnson and you know obviously the uh, the the Ford Nixon pardon. Right. And then they said Jimmy Carter pardoned all the draft dodgers, and I yep. went, oh wow. So I went to look at the executive order, and it basically said. All nonviolent violators of the Selective Service Act are pardoned, you know, between these years. And I'm thinking providing the false material information to the uh, Selective Service is a violation of the Selective Service Act. So I figured Don Trump has done five deferments. I'm betting he provided materially false information for at least one of those, which means he's the recipient of a presidential pardon already.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, he presented an X ray showing that he had bone spurs. Obviously, it was not an X ray of him. Um, he's still yeah. walking around just fine. So if that's the case, then Don, Don, Donald Trump uh, committed a crime uh, back back in the 60s and 70s, and uh, Jimmy Carter pardoned him. Wow, he's already that's been right. pardoned. I had no idea. Pardoned. I mean, I remember the Carter pardon, but I didn't realize that that's how it was phrased. That's fascinating. That's yeah, fascinating. It's
9: a little, you know, it means nothing. It doesn't give anybody any leverage. But I thought, well, that's just kind of a, a little nerdgasm fascinating yeah. thing that yeah. Uh, Trump he's been the recipient of so much benefit. You know, when you're talking about a scam artist, I think that but for Fred Trump's fortune, Donald would have been one of those guys with a card table, yep. you know, selling knockoff Fendi bags on Houston Street to the bridge and tunnel crowd.
2: I agree. I absolutely agree. He is he is a grifter and, and is yeah. and he's and he's raised his kids to be grifters. And he and he locks up. He gets into bed with. He you know he binds himself to grifters like Paul Manafort and and uh, Michael Cohen. I mean it's just yeah,
9: one last thing, Tom, uh, On on hacking, one of the things that I that I've been sort of paying attention to now that I think might require some legislation is hacking of credit card numbers. Uh, you know, my wife and I have now in the last five years probably had to change our credit card numbers like four or five times, almost once a year, because what happens is. You know, some hacker will hack your credit card number from a website, and then the credit card companies won't do anything about it. They just say, well, change your credit card number, which means right. you have to, you know, change. I've, I mean, I've had to the do the same thing. I've,
2: about, about every yeah. year and a half, uh, you know, I've got three different credit cards, one for business uh, one for one business exactly. I own, one for another business I own, and one for Louise and me. And I've had to change all three of them on average about once a year because you know. And and, I, and I'm assuming it's people hacking websites where they're not only getting the username and password, they're also getting the credit card information. Yeah. The so. thing
9: is, the companies don't do a whole lot to try to ensure that safety. They just say, well, any vendor can you know use our credit card accounts yeah. or our
7: credit.
2: Well, they're getting and, and they're they, getting pretty yeah. good about. You know, I've 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 seen. Well, I bought something from overseas last um, five six months ago. It was a, it was an old antique used book, and immediately I got a thing on my phone from my credit card company saying, you know, this this uh, this amount was just author has not yet been authorized. Shall we authorize it? Is this uh, actually you? And it was you know because yeah. it was a charge in a foreign country, and they obviously knew I was here because I bought something earlier in the day here. So I said yes, and boom, it went right through. But if I'd said no, it would have connected me to the to the fraud. Prevention services for so and so bank, you know, but yeah, it's good stuff. RJ, I got to move along, but thank you for the call. Thanks for sharing your stories; they're great. Uh, let's see here, Francis in Pasadena. Hey, Francis, what's up?
0: Hi, Tom. I have to thank you for turning me on to Murdoch Mysteries.
2: Oh yeah, on. isn't that isn't that a great TV show? The one the one that uh, the it's been a while since we talked TV shows on on Anything Goes Friday, but after we ran out of Murdoch Mysteries, somebody called when I was talking about that a few weeks back and said, you got to check out Person of Interest. And Louise and I are mm-hmm. up to, we're halfway through the last year, the fifth year. We've been binge-watching purchase Person of Interest ever since, which is just an amazingly good show, and obviously written by liberals. So, and, uh, and, and in
0: addition to Murdoch, there's Father Brown.
2: Yep, which and Louise and I have watched Miss, all
0: of them. Have you ever seen Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries?
2: No. Is that more that Agatha uh, Christie type?
0: It's, uh, well, you know, down here... In the Los Angeles area, we have Channel 28, KCET, Mm -hmm. and uh, they run Father Brown and Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries on Sunday nights.
2: Oh,
0: and um,
2: it's a BBC show. Isn't it
0: ironic? Murdoch Mysteries is Canadian.
2: Oh, it's Canadian. Father Brown
0: is British. Right. And Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries is Australian.
2: Oh, fascinating. fascinating. The
0: other one that that keeps me alive on the weekend. Just just one more thing colombo reruns
2: oh yeah yeah when when and, when louise and i were both going through surgery back too far six years ago i guess um and laying in bed you know recovering we we watched all the columbos and all the uh, mcmillan and wives <laughs> Flashback oh, to our childhood what a
0: treat. Right. What a treat! but before i go yeah there is uh, an email at the irs there's two emails at the irs where you can uh turn in Phone numbers and emails and all sorts of things of people trying to scam you. Okay. Just the basic scam email, the email you send to to report somebody scamming you mm-hmm. is phishing, that's P-H-I-S-I-N-G, dash report at U-S-Cert, that's C-E-R-T, dot gov okay and yeah I, I saw that on
2: on one of the sites the only there's an H in that there's two h's in that phishing uh, word but yeah. yes yeah.
0: P-H-I-S-H-I. right yeah,
2: yeah. And, and
10: go ahead
0: for for specifically for those IRS calls as the man just said don't call them back yeah <laughs> don't get don't get into it just turn their number into phishing at irs.gov they're right. very aware of this scam and um, published, uh, you know, at USA.gov has a lot of good information. And around tax time, they publish their how to avoid IRS scams and and email scams, and gives you all these email addresses and websites and places where you can fill out reports. Yeah, and you know they may be behind the game, but. You know, this is this is going to stack up and eventually
10: they'll catch somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well,
2: and they did. Like I said, in the New York Times uh, two days ago, I think maybe three days ago, there was a story about how, uh, you know, a bunch of people in the United States have been, uh, they're facing serious felony charges for these iOS yes. phone scams. So, you know, hopefully that'll tamp it down. Although somebody on Twitter said that they got one of these calls yesterday, so... You know, it's um, whack-a-mole. I'm, I'm it's just whack a
3: Oh,
2: jeez. Francis, I got to run. You thanks.
3: You're listening to Tom Hartman. Visit tomhartman.com for audio and video archives. Back with more of your calls in just a moment. It's Anything Goes
0: Friday.
2: And welcome back, Cliff, in Canyon Country, California. Hey, Cliff, thanks for watching us on Free Speech TV. What's on your mind?
11: You're, wel- you're welcome. Good morning, Tom, and happy Friday.
2: Thank you. Back at you.
11: And I'm getting better, too. Yeah, great. Um, I've got several of those FBI and IRS uh, scam phone calls, but it's always on a recorded message. And I tell my wife, and she just says it's a scam hang-up. Yeah. I've never talked to somebody in person, but, uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a while since I've gotten one. Anyways, um, I'm calling about homelessness and Nikki Haley. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a week or two ago, she commented on a report from the UN on extreme poverty and human rights. That Philip Alston he had a devastating critique of the pro-rich, anti-poor policies of our, of the U.S. Right. And her view was that it's patently ridiculous for the UN to examine poverty in America. Right. And, uh, she was suggesting they should just focus on like Burundi and the Democratic Republic of Congo. But yeah, you know, but I read the, the report at the time.
2: But we have yeah, infant yeah. mortality rates here in the United States that are below that of any other OEDC, OECD country. We're hitting third world. If you look at individual states or parts of states, like parts of Louisiana, parts of Louisiana have uh, childhood poverty rates as high as, as some of your middle-level African countries, you know, where, w- which are in the middle of civil wars and things, you know.
11: Well, Bernie chimed in. He he said he agreed that uh, those African countries face far more problems, but he also pointed out that America's poverty is taking place in the richest country in the history of the world right. at a time when wealth and income inequality is worse than any time since you know the twenties. Yeah, and so the so the administration's response is to quit the UN uh, Human Rights Council. Yeah, also also because of the perceived anti-Israel bias, but you know it's partly because of this. Yeah, but um, it's, I. I think Nikki Haley needs to climb down from her perch and come on out to my neighborhood, man. Come out to L.A. My union hall is right, like a few blocks from Skid Row. Hmm. I don't go down there anymore because I'm retired from the union. But there's blocks and blocks and blocks of tent cities. You know, hundreds, thousands of homeless people right on the street. Everybody can just drive by. It's just, it's just a way of life down there.
2: But this is not the world that Republicans like Nikki uh, Haley will ever comfortably visit. Oh, of
11: course, why? Why would she? Right. She just, you know, You know, and they've got a story they tell themselves
2: that that allows them to live with this. You know, that that well. You know, some people just don't have enough initiative, or you know, they may be wounded or damaged, or they were born bad, or you know, there's just you know, there's just some people who don't really deserve to be part of the American dream. And
11: and, and what is it? Uh, a quarter of them are are homeless vets. You know, the vets yeah. that go out to protect our country and they come home and can't adjust to society or whatever, have a. Yep substance abuse, for whatever the reasons, but there's a vast majority of people that are homeless that so were out there defending our country, you know, recently, and yeah. it's just such a
2: tragedy. Yeah, it really is, and, and it's and it's spreading. I mean, it's, it's startling to, to me here in Portland. Um, you know, I, I lived here for five years, ten years ago, right? I mean, we lived in Portland for five years, we lived in D.C. for seven years, and now we're back in Portland a year and a half and and uh... from when we first moved to portland when i almost n- you almost never saw homeless people there were a few places where homeless people would camp out but not so many um, i mean it was starting to now it's like they're along the freeways they're they're at every interchange ramp they're downtown they're 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 all over the city and it's uh, you know we shouldn't be having this kind of homelessness we should we should t- you know cuba outlawed homelessness they said you know if you're homeless We're going to take care of you. We're not not going to put you in jail. We're going to take care of you. And, and, uh, you know, I don't know why we can't. We're supposed to be so rich. Cliff, thanks for the call. Welcome back. Tom Hartman here with you. And uh, it's Anything Goes Friday. Darren in Everett, Washington, watching us on Facebook Live. Hey, Darren, what's up?
5: Hey, I want to talk about uh, a war on injured workers and how it's adding to homelessness and inequality here in America that back in 2015, OSHA and Senator Sanders and NPR all told us, and the U.S. Department of Labor, with Tom Perez, all come out and told us we need some minimum federal standards over these broken state work comp systems. Yet three years later, the left is silent, and I'm begging for help here as an injured worker in the state of Washington who has been abused and harmed, yet I have our revolution not wanting to put this issue and Senator Sanders' solutions on the table. And I would like to know why the left basically is failing us at this time. Hmm.
2: I don't know the answer to your question, Darren, and I'm sorry to hear about your circumstances. I, you know, I hope you get through it. Uh, I just, I'm sorry, I don't know. Uh, Paul in Sparta, Wisconsin. Hey, Paul, what's on your mind today? Uh,
9: thanks for taking my call. Uh, I used to work at the uh, local Walmart here in town, and uh, the other night, or well, one of the other nights when I was going around doing my garbage detail, I noticed that there was a whole bunch of boxes coming into Walmart. Well, in those boxes are guns. Walmart has decided to sell guns again. Hmm. And when I asked the local manager about it, uh, and I said, you know, why are we selling guns? Doesn't anybody remember Columbine? She gave me a dirty look and just turned around and said, it's corporate. We can't do
3: nothing about it.
2: Wow. So Dick's is pretty much the only place to stop selling guns right now. Dick's Sporting Goods? Right. Yeah. Right. Amazing. Okay, Paul, thanks a lot for the call. Thank you, sir. I, yeah, a uh, bit of news I wasn't happy to hear, but, you know, hey, that that's life. Um, remarkable. Sheila in Talent, Oregon. Hey, Sheila, what's on your mind? Sheila, you are on the air. Oh, I'm sorry, Dennis. I clicked the wrong button. Dennis in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You're on the air, Dennis.
12: Yeah, hello, Tom. Hey, Dennis. Hey, I got something that might be a little off the beaten path of what you've been talking about, but it's very interesting.
2: Okay. So then goes Friday. Go for it.
12: Yeah, well, this is about big oil, and it's about Iranian supply of big oil to Exxon. Mm-hmm. What had happened many years ago, I used to work in New York Harbor. I'm living out west now. Mm-hmm. But in any case... uh When the sanctions were put on Iran during the hostage crisis in the late 70s, early 80s, Exxon had funded a storage facility and pipelines in Alexandria, Egypt. And there were oil tankers running back and forth from Iran to Alexandria pumping off their cargo, their crude oil. And Exxon was chartering ships, mostly Greek ships, because they're the biggest ones out there. And
2: right. uh, So you're saying they were was, busting the embargo. What What about right yeah. now?
12: Uh, that I couldn't tell you, but I wanted to call you because it's concerning me because we're about to put more sanctions on Iran. Right. With Here's the thing, their, you know,
2: Fareed Zakaria, I get his uh, email every day, uh, his, his daily column, and uh, in yesterday's he was talking about how uh, Russia and China are backstopping Iran right now. And, of course, Russia and China were two of the countries, along with the UK, France, Germany, and the UN, who, who put together the Iran deal uh, with President Obama. And we've pulled out of that deal, but they haven't. And Russia and China, and we'll, we'll see what happens with the European Union, um, but Russia and China can trade with, with Iran and not really worry about U.S. sanctions so much. Uh, in fact, Russia's already you know, under a whole bunch of U.S. sanctions. So uh, it's really, you know, Trump's uh, sanctions against uh, Iran are probably not going to have the kind of impact that he wants them to have. But it's a fascinating issue. Uh, Sheila in, in Oregon. I'm sorry, Sh- Sheila, earlier yelling at you and you weren't even there. Uh, thanks for, thanks for calling. You're on the air.
1: <laughs> am, I, am I on?
2: You actually okay. are, yeah, this time.
1: Um, all right. Um, I want uh, so much is on my mind, but um, right now on the uh, the scams that are going on, my niece, Um, almost fell victim to one that's going on, maybe just down in this area, but it's about rentals. Uh, She was looking for a rental for her and her daughter. She's going through a real tough time. Uh And um, she called. It it, it seems to be happening on Craigslist more than anything else. And she called, uh, looked looked at the house, and there was a for sale sign out. But She called on the the number, and the guy said, ignore the for sale sign. Um, I'm dissatisfied with the company. I'm not going to sell it anyway. sounded very credible. She called me and said she just loved the place. She went to look at it. It was just perfect, small, a little garden area, everything for her and a girl. And um, it turned out, then she said, maybe I should check on it. And I said, well, what's the for sale sign? And she gave me the name of the company. I said, call the company, the rent, the real estate, ask them how they want their signs to be brought in, if they're going to come pick them up or if they'd like you to take them in, see what the response is. And she did. And they had said that the house was for sale, that um, it was not for rent, and who, you know, what number, that sort of thing. They wanted information, and so she told them. And um, <clears throat> this guy, what he's been doing, or several of them, have been uh, looking at houses that are they know are for sale, and then they are saying they're for rent. They scam these people. They get them to send the first and last into a um, a mailbox, a post office box, and right. and basic, and they're targeting the. They're targeting people who are in desperate situations, and that is just what enrages me. Yes. I would just...
2: Well, this is I, very just, often um, the case. And, and and people in desperate situations are more vulnerable to be scammed because they're desperate.
1: Oh, my... Yeah. Yeah, she just saw this, and she just fell in love with it, and her heart was broken. And, yeah. and then she found another one. She looked at that same guy. She recognized the voice right away. Wow. She called the police, and they say there's nothing much they can do. Most of these people, you're sending the money to... Um, Accounts with bogus names, and uh, some of it is isn't even the caller isn't even in his country.
2: Right, and the, the mailbox guy, it, l- lasts for a day yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah it's I it's it's bizarre. So Sheila, this 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 whole thing is is like I, I I got a haircut last night or yesterday afternoon, mm-hmm. and my barber and and I I said you want to see something funny, and I handed him my phone with that email that I read at the beginning of the show. You know where the guy says you've been on a porn site, and we have video, um, and yeah. and I said read this, and he read it, and he's like whoa. And he says this is pretty pretty grim, and 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 I said it's a scam. And he he read it again. He was like, oh, now it makes sense. And and yeah, he said that he had a bookkeeper. He had he had a bookkeeper in his in his uh, beauty company, his his hair cu- whatever company, um, a couple of years ago. And she and he said she's one of these kind of people who gossips constantly, uh, you know, about everybody and is always trying to tear everybody down. And mm-hmm. it was very troubling to him. So anyhow. She received, she answered the phone one day when he was not there, and it was an IRS scam against him, saying that he owed like $30,000 in money and they were going to haul him off to jail the next day if he didn't call them right back at this number, blah, blah, blah. And so she told everybody in the company that the boss was in debt to the IRS and was apparently oh a deadbeat, God. and blah, 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 and it was a scammer. And and uh, when he came back, people came to him and said, You know, she's, she said some pretty nasty things about you in the past, but here's, here's what it is now. And he said that was the end of her employment as his bookkeeper. But uh, it was also, you know, his first exposure to these IRS scams. So apparently it's like they're ubiquitous. I mean, I'm getting a haircut, and the guy's telling me about this going on. Anyhow, Sheila, i got to run. That music means that it's the end of the hour. Thanks a lot for the call. And uh, we'll continue with Anything Goes Friday. What a, what a remarkable week. What an an amazing time we live in, right? We're all getting scammed by these hustlers. And then we got one of these guys in the White House doing the same thing.
3: You're listening to Tom Hartman.
2: You know, in the world of work, one of the most important things is one of the things that people probably think the least about until they have to sit in it, which is their chair. And the X chair is absolutely extraordinary this is the new high tech in fact they've got a brand new version it's called the X3 the newest version of the X chair it is comfortable it is high tech and yes I'll say it it is sexy this chair is extraordinary and it will dramatically consequentially improve your concentration and productivity because it's going to help your posture and you know if you're not in pain and your and your blood is working you know flowing well your brain is going to work well The new X3 is, quite simply, the most modern, ergonomic, high-tech, comfortable office chair in the world, period. The X3's unique ATR fabric makes it feel like you're literally floating on air. And it's patented, split-back, lumbar technology provides a cradling, customized feel that has to be experienced to believe. You need to see and feel the X3 for yourself. Go to XChairTom.com, that's XChairTom.com now, to check out the X3's perfect blend of design and ergonomics There's a lot of people you know checking these out and going for these chairs supplies are limited so don't wait order at xchairtom.com and if you do it now you get $100 off that's xchairtom.com or you can call them at 1-844-4XCHAIR this chair comes with a 30-day no questions asked guarantee of complete satisfaction that's how good it is go to xchairtom.com Right now, use the code TOM, T-H-O-M, to get a free footrest. ExChairTom.com. Now back to the podcast. Welcome back. Tom Harvin here with you. And uh, online with us is Congressman Rick Nolan. It's been a while since he's been on the show, and it's great to have him back. He uh, represents the great state of Minnesota in the 8th District. His website, Nolan, NOLAn.house.gov House.gov, And you can tweet him at US Rep Rick Nolan. Congressman, welcome back to the program.
10: Well, thank you. It's a delight to, to be with you, and uh, congratulations. I see you're now rated the number one. That's a talk show in the country. That's a, a yeah. pretty nice uh, thing to have said about you.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, we're having fun. Uh, go to Washington, go to work act. You were saying. It's costing yeah. a fortune now.
10: Tom, kind of, real democracy is a lot of hard work. And um back in the seventies everything came and, and throughout our history, everything came up under what we call open rules. Uh in the seventies, ninety one percent of all bills came through committee, came to the floor of the house under open rules where anybody could offer an amendment, uh have it heard, have it argued, have it voted on. Ninety one percent of the bills came before us under that rule. Today it's less than five percent. Okay? Um so um simultaneously the uh my my last my first election contest was probably two hundred and fifty thousand uh this recent one um has uh was approaching twenty five million okay My point is is that the role of money in politics is dramatically uh changing uh, the way the the congress works um you see the open rules going from ninety one percent down to five and you see simultaneously all this money uh, going into politics. Well, what's the connection? Here's the connection. Under closed rules, members of Congress don't have to be on the floor of the Congress listening to a bunch of amendments from other members. Mm. So, for example, we go into session on uh, Monday. No votes till 630. Oh, isn't that nice? We can go across the street to the Democratic or the Republican call centers and raise money all day, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday. Um, you know, there'll be a, uh, a procedural vote or two around uh, between 12 and 1. Uh, oh, good. You can go across the street and raise money all day, um, uh, all morning, and then you can go back in the afternoon and raise money. And then, because you don't, you, you, the members are not offering their ideas for debate and consideration. Right. So, members have been relegated to the position of becoming, um, you know, middle level telemarketers dialing for dollars. Uh, instead of being on the floor of the house arguing about the great issues of our time and listening and hearing everybody's ideas and voting on it, you know, and, co-
2: and go ahead, I, co- Congressman. If I, I can insert an anecdote here, real quickly, I was at a cocktail party in Washington D.C. Uh, with Grover Norquist oh, a couple of years ago, and uh, I mean, he happened to be there; he wasn't throwing it. Uh, but there were a couple, a number of Republicans there, and one of them was a Republican member of Congress, and we got in this conversation about you know raising money and all the And I said, what, you know, he was complaining about it. And I said, well, would you support a bill that eliminates uh, corporate and billionaire money in our political system? And he said, don't tell anybody my name. But yes, I would absolutely support that. I think the vast majority of my colleagues would. He said, we are wholly owned by these big companies and these billionaires, and it's getting old. Back to you, sir. Well, um, you
10: know, if I understood you, um, I'm in the uh, but if I understood you, I, I think what you said there—you know—he's right, and I, I'm delighted to have a Republican, a young Republican, uh, Mike Gallagher out of Wisconsin, supporting me on this. And I can't tell you how many members have, have said, "You know, that's a good idea, but uh, you know, we're going to need a lot of money in the next election." Right. Um, and uh, so what what happens is then the the Republicans, most of the Republicans, aren't happy about it either, even though they're in the yep. majority. They all came with ideas they wanted to have heard and considered. Um, And uh, so then then the bills that do come before us are some combination of uh, partisan positioning designed to make the other party look bad. And, uh, you know, we've always had areas of disagreement, but it's gotten so bad, it's hard to come together on the things we agree on because of of the rules. Process matters. So your solution Um, is?
2: I'm sorry, what? So your solution is what?
10: Well, this, this one of the, there's a number of solutions. Um, um, one of them is to reverse Citizens United to take all the corporate money out of politics. Right. You know, that's all dark money. It's distorting truths, and, and um, it's discouraging people from running. Uh, it's undermining a real democracy. This bill here is, is, is a part of a, of a broad uh, uh, approach, but I think it's a really important one which basically says, go to Washington, go to work on the people's business. Don't go to Washington, run across the street to the Republican or the Republican call center and dial for dollars. Um, That's not what you were elected for. I I have never personally darkened the room of the Democratic, uh, let alone the Republican call center. Uh, But I managed to raise enough money to... Defend myself and get my message out at election time. Mm-hmm. But I go to Washington. I go to work on the people's business, and I think that's what everybody should be doing. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree.
2: So you have uh, um, Congressman Mike Gallagher, a Republican, so, uh, and and you are introducing this Go to Washington, Go to Work Act. If people want to call their member of Congress and ask them to support it, this is in the House of Representatives, call 202-224-3121. If you don't know who represents you in the House of Representatives, give me your zip code and they'll tell you. And Congressman uh, Nolan, Congressman Rick, Rick Nolan, who we're talking to, what else can people do to support this legislation, sir?
10: Well, that, that would be enormously uh, helpful. Uh, uh, Mike Gallagher and I, we wanted to, uh, we've been, I've been working on it for a while here now, and uh, uh, Mike wanted to review it, he reviewed it. We wanted to get it um, uh, out there before this August recess, to give uh, the bill a chance to uh, get heard uh, by people throughout the country. And uh, hopefully they'll be calling and writing to their uh, members of Congress and saying, get on this bill. It makes sense. We didn't send you to Washington uh, to become up. And and by the way, both the Democratic and the Republican parties recommend that their uh, new members and their existing members spend 20, 30 hours a week raising money. (laughs) Well, holy cow. Uh, and you have to have structured rules to make that kind of time available. Yeah. So it's not coincidental that the rise in money in politics uh, parallels uh, uh, in a, in a negative direction the, the the decline in open rules. Yeah. So and, and oh by the way, there's another poll that corresponds um, that that shows as the money has risen, the open rules have diminished. Uh, the uh, uh, esteem or the prestige of the Congress has uh, reached an all-time low. somewhere right. uh, you
2: know,
3: below risk. Sir So
2: that music Congress. means we're, we're hitting a break here. Uh, Cong- Congressman Nolan, thank you so much for dropping by today. It's great talking with you.
3: You're thank listening you, tom to Tom Hartman. Visit TomHartman.com tom for thank audio you, and video you. archives.
2: We'll be right back with uh, more of Anything Goes Friday. Stick around. Welcome back. Jan in Snowflake, Arkansas, watching us on Free Speech TV. Hey, Jan, what's on your mind? Hi, Jan. Hi Paul. Uh,
10: Tom. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, I'm Snowflake, Arizona.
1: Uh-huh.
10: Uh, the government is selling off part of the petrified national forest for fracking. Oh, no. And our... Uh, Water situation here in Arizona is very fragile. We have no restrictions on water use in the state of Arizona. So, uh, does Arizona share an aquifer? you
2: part of the? You're not. You're beyond the Ogallala Aquifer, aren't you? Is do, is this a? Is the aquifer that you guys are drilling into a basically confined to the state of Arizona, or does it cover large areas, or are there multiple small aquifers under Arizona?
10: Well, there are small, but there is one very large one called the o- Coconino Aquifer. Okay. And they will be drilling into that. Yikes. For all of your listeners that might be interested, at very least, signing a petition, go to nofrackingarizona.org.
2: Okay. nofrackingarizona.org. Thank you, Jan. I will, uh, I'll try to repeat that after the break, too. Thank you very much for the call. Um, thank you. Yeah. You're yeah, welcome. I'm, I appreciate it. Good talking with you. James in Spokane, Washington. Hey, James, what's on your mind?
13: Nam ho Renge to my fellow travelers out there. Nam Yoho Renge Kyo to back at you. What's thank up? Thank you. Um, we need to rebrand the uh, Democratic Party, I think would probably be a good solution to some of the problems uh, as, as in the labor party or at least get labor into the title. Yeah. healthcare, education and labor. Those those
2: are the big three, in my opinion.
13: Tom, let me remind you. I know you know, but a lot of your listeners do not know the specifics about the labor wars, the history of labor in this country.
2: Sure, from the Haymarket 1870s Square. to the 1930s, you're talking about.
13: Yes, yes, in the late eight, the, the late 19th century, you yeah. Know, Haymarket Square, yep. and Those things. 1880s. Yeah. We don't know. We need a pamphlet out there to reeducate the people, because when you don't remember, you're doomed to repeat it. Yep. You know. Yep. And uh, that's what's coming. Maybe we can head it off before it gets to that level, you know, if we educate the people again.
2: I haven't, you know, it's been a lot of years since I've looked at a uh, at high school curriculum. Do you know if if any of the labor movement is being covered in high school curriculum anywhere in the United States anymore?
6: Oh,
13: it would be so counterproductive to the interests, whatever they may be, that of course not. For fear that we would frighten the children, you Yeah, know, of course not.
2: I You know, I, I wonder how many of our uh, viewers who are under, say, 30 even know what Haymarket Square was or is, you know, or Thank what you. it means. Or uh, Pullman Quarters, you know, if that makes sense to them. Um, they
13: need to
12: know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The, it the, it is, the Ludlow it Massacre. I mean, how many people under 30 know what the Ludlow Massacre is? If, if they don't know these things, they don't know the, the great Flint sit down strike of 1935. If they don't know these things, they don't, literally, don't know the history of the United States. And, and how, and, and really, they don't know the history of the American middle class. So, uh, yeah. The pre-teens, the preteens
13: working in the factories.
2: Yeah, absolutely. James, all excellent points. Thank you so much for the call, and thanks for watching us there in Spokane. We'll be back with more of your calls right after this. It's Anything Goes Friday. Bob in San Jose, California, listening on AM 910. Hey, Bob, what's
6: up? Well, two things briefly. One, there's another kind of a scam, and these are uh, they these are people that masquerade themselves as charities. Uh, hmm. They have they have names that you see on caller ID. It says like Cancer Support Foundation, and you go, who the heck is that? And it turns out it's a fundraising organization that gives about five to ten percent of the money they raise. To a real charity.
2: Yeah, it turns so, out that people, there were two or three of these that preyed on veterans, and they all positioned themselves uh, yeah. as conservative and Republican-leaning uh, organizations. They used a lot of uh, conservative Republican language, and uh, they scammed tens of thousands of American veterans, now, uh, I, mostly I, Fox News watchers, yeah. I,
6: I have a way to deal with that. I have, a, I, I have a answering machine that I have set to answer always on the fourth ring. And it speaks. It it, it, it it On the second ring, it tells me the phone number somebody's calling from. Uh-huh. If I don't recognize it, I don't pick up the phone. Right. And these folks will not leave a message. It, it has a generic answer. It says, "Please hello, please leave a message after the tone. And that's it. And right. they never leave a message because they really want to talk to you. And lay a guilt trip on you or or something right. and so i found that i get nine or ten of those calls a day on a landline wow yeah
2: wow. But do you have I any way of, of tracking and blocking the numbers
6: well i'm i'm i'm, I'm not blocking anything but i'm i'm uh, i just have a thing that says if you have a blocked number i don't want to talk to you right my, my telephone company has that but if they have if they have an unblocked number then my answering machine will speak to me with the number if in the bedroom or in the kitchen I see a display. And in both cases, if I don't recognize it, I don't answer.
2: Yeah, I'm and looking I'm, at the blocked calls on my phone here. I, I've got blocked voicemails that I didn't even know I had. But yeah, it's, it's. Uh, I guess with a cell phone, you've got a little more... A um,
6: cell, cell phone has an ID thing, but I, even, I, I've, I have seen the latest thing that's there. That's the first six digits of your phone number will be on that that one the last four are random
2: yeah yeah that's yeah. that's that's the one that caught me once and you know yeah. and and in fact one of the one of the voicemails that I've got is from a number that is the first six digits are identical I, to my phone number
6: I Greg, tend not to get voicemails from them they tend not to leave messages in my case they. yeah but I don't call them back
2: yeah yeah good idea <laughs> thanks a lot for the call Bob I appreciate it and uh, for you know your contribution to our conversation Paul in Chicago hey Paul what's up
7: how are you Good. Uh just uh, I guess we're gonna end with the same thing you started out with, that scam letter you got. Mm-hmm. I got one about five minutes before you went on the air. Oh really? That's Today? Pretty much the same letter but in they we're asking for like nineteen fifty.
2: Yeah. See I and, think uh, that uh, in fact there was a space between the dollar sign and the amount as if they had inserted it. I, I think they're running a database with probably like a million email addresses and, and passwords that they bought on the dark web and they're right. and, and they're you know, doing a mail merge uh, thing, uh and I actually had uh, two accounts that still use that password. Yeah, with that, with change them right I, now. Yeah. I spent a couple of hours
7: trying to change them, and one site wasn't really didn't allow you to change your password. I had to call their tech technical end, and they had to actually manually change. The
12: password. Jeez!
7: But I wanted Jeez. to say one thing about the uh, when Microsoft dials in and gets access to your computer. There's no backdoor. There's actually software which allows you, allows them to access your computer by right. an IP address, and you have to
2: give them permission. Yeah, I know that. So you're
7: you're yeah. there while they do it. And yeah, yeah. Because, thank you, you thank know, you I, for correcting
2: my imprecise language, because right. Apple has no remote access software also, and you can activate it and allow yeah, somebody I, I, to come you know, in. I have,
7: as you, I try to avoid Microsoft, but not as I can't avoid it as much as you like. But But uh, you know they don't have backdoors in at least none that I am aware of. I'm fairly technical. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. So. Okay. But, you know, thanks a lot for the call, Paul. I, I, I appreciate it. And we only have uh, 10, 10 seconds yeah, to go. Until, oh, in fact, there we go. We're out of time. Boy, what a day. Because we still have a bunch of callers about scams and hacking the votes. This hacking the votes thing, I'm going to dig into this over the weekend. And uh, I just sent that to you too, Sean. I, I think this might be uh, this person might be a guest. But uh, there's a lot going on in the news. We will be back on Monday with full and comprehensive looks at everything that happened over the weekend, and you know, and it is happening on Monday. And, and uh, you know, where are we going with this country? And what can we do to turn America back into the, the progressive, freedom-loving, people-caring country that we once were in, in some regards? And make it better, and make it better. And the way to do that is for you to get involved. Get out there, get active, tag, you're it. I'll see You've you been
3: day. listening to Tom Hartman. For audio and video archives, visit TomHartman.com.